This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Confidential, a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. An unwanted pregnancy, an animated fetus, a film that's often hilarious but also pulls some powerful punches. Ninja Baby is a gem of a movie out of Norway. It's made a splash at festivals from Berlin to South by Southwest, and it's one of Norway's 2021 Oscar submissions. Rakel, or Raquel, played by Christine Thorpe, is a 23-year-old animator who doesn't really have her life together. She's having a good time, she's partying, she's discovering. She finds out she's pregnant, and she's too far along for an abortion. And motherhood is not something she ever wanted. We also meet two men in her life. Moss, her kind Aikido teacher, with whom she's had a one-night stand, and Dick Jesus, as they call him, who she's also had a relationship with. I got to talk to director Ingvild Sve Flike, who co-wrote the script based on an acclaimed graphic novel. We talked about the themes of the film, some not so often depicted this way on screen. We talk about the main character Rakel and that it's okay to not want to be a parent. Motherhood is not for everyone. The surprise reactions from viewers around the world to the male characters depicted in the film. And of course, Ninja Baby himself the little fetus with the black mask that Rakel draws and he comes to life. She calls him Ninja Baby because it thinks it can chill in there for nine months and then just sneak out. So Ingvild, thank you so much for being here with me and thank you for this terrific movie. Thank you for having me and and it's great to hear that you enjoyed Ninja Baby. So I thought what we'd do is I want to go through some of the characters and through them talk about the interesting themes that you're working with here. So just starting off, tell me about Rakel. Rakel was there from the very, very beginning. One of the reasons I'm, I'm making films is to kind of broaden the space. You can be a woman and be a man, you know, that show that it's many ways to be both women and men. So she was there from the start. I had an idea or a question in my head. Is it possible to make a fun and crazy and entertaining movie about uh, pregnancy? Uh, And then I remembered Inga Satter's wonderful graphic novel, The Art of Falling. It was in my shelf and she also made uh, wonderful uh, cartoons about the Grubby Girls, which I also really loved. And I wanted to do animation and she was an animator. So she was actually the first collaborator. And then... The way she looks at this topic, female character and and Raquel, we're very much in tune on that. So she is um, normal. I would call her normal, but also maybe a girl that she's free. She's liberated in a way. She is okay with being different and... She's, I would call her quite normal girl. That, that's also the reason. This is like a, a girl we see around us and that we can 
can connect to. You know what I was thinking? She's really enjoying life. She's happy. She's carefree, mistakes and all, which almost saddened me to think that we don't see that a lot in portrayed in women. You get an occasional Fleabag or Greta Gerwig or things like that, but very seldom do we just see someone really enjoying life the way Raquel is doing here. Why do you think that is? No, why is it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to do with we really have to start looking around, not only looking at other movies when we create characters, because these characters do exist. And and it's I think also for me it's it was important to to show not only Raquel, but also the other, the male characters, to show that there is different there is a way of of communicating stories and characters in in cinema that can be very relatable and also in a in a way that that you kind of want to be her friend or be without having those um because since this also is a comedy we really had to work on not making her a caricature i didn't want to make a caricature caricature of this film but I, of this character but really find her and see that and laugh with her and of her because you can recognize yourself in in some ways you know and she loves sex but she's not interested in motherhood which is not something that we talk about a lot you're supposed to be interested in motherhood <laughs> yeah yeah and sex is something that some there there has been a big change since my first feature women in oversized men's shirts in 2015 because we now see more characters that do like sex which i i found also very natural because i think it's not it's always the man who is like the you know the the sexual part but really to show female desire is something that i want to see in cinema and i want to because that's that's normal and, and life. And um, also seeing someone who is not interested in motherhood is something that I really started talk, thinking about after becoming a mother myself, of course, <laughs> when I, I had two very wanted pregnancies. Uh, I was the traditional Scandinavian woman that career and then children at like, you know, after 30 and, and all of that. And I, I started thinking if I was, if I became pregnant when I was 23, it would be a disaster mm -hmm. because I was not in that space. So I started thinking around this, you know, why is it so that for me, it would be a disaster at 23 when I, when I definitely was in my most fertile age. But when I was 30, I couldn't get my head of getting that child. You know, that was the one goal. Um, and it's that. And also because I have friends who doesn't want to have children. And I also think it's very important to show characters that uh, take those choices. I didn't want people to feel sorry for her because that's often what people the reactions are when you tell people that you don't want children. It's like, oh, I, or you don't have children. It's like, oh, I pity you. You're, it's, you really put a lot of your own expectations and feelings on others. And we just need to kind of broaden the, the way we, we respect other choices. 
And I was also thinking that she is sort of allowed to make mistakes. And I'm going to put mistakes in air quotes here for those who can't see I, I mean, mistakes in other people's eyes. This movie is really about making mistakes all in all, because I really, it's all, you know, this is something that I brought from the comic book of Inga Satya's comic book, The Art of Falling. Um, in that book, Raquel is 16, she goes to high school and the, the male characters are not really in the book. So we did a lot of changes, but in that book, it's this beautiful uh, metaphor, I think, of uh, they're doing Aikido, the, the martial art form, and then, uh, you have to learn how to fall and get back on up on your feet. And this is something uh, when I talk about this film for a younger audience, for high school students, I do talk about that, that uh, you have to learn to, you have to roll with the punches in a way. You kind of have to, you have to learn. You can, you can be, you know, lie under the cover uh, in your bed for a while, but you need to get up and move on. And this is something that, you have to learn also older women have to learn but you get better at it yeah the older you I get so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well let's talk about the guys so there's dick jesus and moss <laughs> tell me about this They're also very unusual i mean it shouldn't be unusual but it is an unusual take on 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 male characters tell me about them yeah dick jesus is presented as a caricature really, because we see him very much through the eyes of Raquel and her friend Ingrid. Um, and they're, it's them who calls him Dick Jesus. It's, it's not himself. No. So it's... <laughs> that would <laughs> but, be much. You know, yeah, but I, it's, it's the kind of guy that most people have met uh, one time or several in their lives that, that is really just like coming, being in a room and taking all the attention and thinking he's the center of the world, you know, like, and thinking that he has a magic dick and that he pleases women perfectly, perfectly, perfectly fine. <laughs> and then, so, and then Moss is just a genuine, loving, normal guy, like, a, like the friends you have in a way he's he's just the guy who 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 sees other people who kind of is the yeah maybe kind of the opposite of ditches is in the beginning of the movie i mean he he um and kind of humble and and nice with a big heart he has a big heart it's interesting because reading lots of the reviews that came out from from your festival run and things like that people find it unusual to have guys who take responsibility and these characters really do in their own ways how have the reactions have been have you felt in different countries Oh, it's been so interesting. And also, I, in my very early age, in early 20s, I did study anthropology. And now I'm kind of trying to read the interviews I'm doing, uh, you know, in the south of Europe or in America or and in Israel that I had a Q&A. And it's very interesting to also see how strongly um, they react that this is something that they haven't seen before. And I'm like, well, this is normal people <laughs> in a way. I mean, in this terms is of the nice men guy. particularly, that they react. Yeah. And also, yeah. And that it's not. 
it's not based on gender i should say really no no and that's that's the way i like to have it mm. it's i mean we do all have some masculinity in us and some femininity so <laughs> it's it's very difficult for me to kind of draw the line between men and women in that sense when you talk about that's we worked a lot on that also on the way Christina moves as Raquel I mean mm -hmm. she and how she's dressed and we really wanted her to be you know not a very typical feminine girl you know and what have the reactions been from the American audiences Oh, I think they're very surprised of the ending, but I won't talk about the ending now, but they were, <laughs> but they are so, um, they just find it, they say they find it refreshing, but I think there are, some are kind of shocked as well. With this never, this doesn't happen in Scandinavia. Mm -hmm. You know, the, those questions and those reactions, you don't have them at all, never. I mean, in Norway, I mean, here people, I, I will, if I talk too much about it, I will re reveal the ending. <laughs> but it is a big difference there. And also, as you said, in the character of Raquel, mm -hmm. they, they really enjoy the character. And, and I've had also some reactions. That's actually in Norway uh, amongst um, young Muslim girls mm -hmm. um, that thought, because in the beginning of the film, it's quite explicit sex. It's not even scenes but it's like glimpse mm -hmm. of of it and they they have reacted by actually one walked out of the cinema and said this is haram this i can't see this so and this was um but also that said i've had uh, also two syrian sisters coming up to me and this youngest sister was just crying her tears were just like so it's it's both, you know. Yeah. Some people get very strong negative reactions, and some get really emotional reactions. Another wonderful character, and that's Ninja Baby himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's animated beautifully, and um, but for me, it's like her conscience talking to her. And if I had that funny voice, I'd never want it to disappear. <laughs> yeah, um, the idea was came very late in the process of oh. development because uh, Inga and I had worked um, on this uh, script and with the animation because we worked parallel on that and then you know we were off doing other things and I did uh, I worked on two seasons on home ground which was a series in the broadcasting here and I got to know Johan Fasting a screenwriter and he was also the showrunner of home ground and I really loved his work and the way he wrote and we really connected. And so I asked him, uh, we were in the editing room and I said, can you take a look at this and please help us out with getting this script? Because we were already enrolled in this um, program on the Film Institute of, you know, how you, you were can... on your way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was a program where it was all about experimenting and it was low budget, but you can really, as a director, try out so many of your thoughts that it's difficult it's difficult when the, the budgets are really high <laughs> so um he said yeah sure and then he came with ninja baby and a lots of other wonderful he came up with the name dick jesus you know he <laughs> he really kind of um helped us uh, 
like get everything together and and get ready to go and then ninja baby was something that we inga and i had talked about this animated character you know like she being an animator or an artist and all of that but we were so reluctant and especially maybe inga because she was like no but it's not a film about me and and, you know we kind of and we thought it was too obvious of a choice. You know, you have all these children's um, films about children talking to mm-hmm. dolls, and we thought it would be too much of that. But uh, when Johan came with that, uh, it just felt very liberating. And I don't want to spoil the ending either, but talking about this, uh, I hope she does have mixed feelings about this pregnancy, which is also something we don't talk about enough um, in general, uh, and which this ninja baby character sort of helps her, helps her and doesn't help her <laughs> to think about. Um, how did you approach Raquel or Raquel's feelings towards her pregnancy? You know, in the beginning, it was based on how uh, expectations uh, you get to yourself when you get pregnant that suddenly you feel like oh I should do this or this is how it's supposed to be and also the expectations from others so it was more like uh, trying to really get into those the conflicting feelings that you can have while you're pregnant both wanted and unwanted pregnancies because it is not just one thing and you and it's difficult to put into words (laughs) so why not make a movie about it, you know? Yeah. And and those, uh, the, the ambivalence in a way, the ambivalence of of um, what's, what's next. Um, and also, I think it was important for me to, it comes down also to gender in a way, you know, that becoming pregnant, not everyone can become pregnant. Right. So... It's um, also about showing different ways of attacking that, right. attacking that that feeling in that space. If you look at this in in without eyes from outside of Scandinavia, this is a girl. She's perfectly of age. She's really talented. She knows who the father is. Um, she's in a country where she'll get lots of help. Um, I mean. But her feelings and her thoughts have much more dimension in a way and are much more complicated than her situation. That's also why I wanted to make Raquel older. Because in Mm -hmm. the book, as I said, she's 16. And and the the very first meeting with Inga, I said, we have to make her older. She has to be old enough to be able to take care of the child. And I don't want to feel sorry for her because, oh, she's too young to be a mother. You know, she has to become an adult first and then a mother. Because I find it very um, interesting also that feeling that uh, I can, I mean, my daughters are just turned, I mean, they're early teens, but I still feel like I'm helpless, very much uh, not <laughs> able to to be be that mother. And that the feeling that you're not good enough uh, is one thing is that is that Raquel, it can be seen as a egoistic, egotistic uh, choice, but or uh, mm, that she doesn't want this child. But it's not only that for me, it's also that she doesn't really feel that she's capable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's both. 
Wingville, thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck with this movie all over the world, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to director Ingvild Sve Flicke. Don't miss Ninja Baby. It premieres in Sweden on October 29th. It's out in many other territories or coming out in theaters and on home screens all over the place. So don't miss that. And thank you so much for listening to Pop Culture Confidential. Please subscribe and rate the show. It helps others to find us. Thanks so much. See you next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.